Hey guys, the following podcast is a Lady Gang Network and Podcast One production, which means it's going to be awesome. Have you shopped for kids' vitamins lately? There's so many brands to choose from. So how do you choose the right one? Well, if what's left out of your children's vitamins is just as important as what's put in, check out Solgar U-Cubes. They leave out GMOs, gelatin, gluten, wheat, and dairy. So what's put in? U-Cubes are tapioca and pectin-based gummies containing natural colors and flavors, specially made to give your kids the nutritional support of vitamins and essential nutrients. And oh yeah, they taste terrific. As I've told you before, Bo thinks they're candy and well, that's awesome and sounds like a vitamin win, huh? So what else goes into U-Cubes? Quality. That's what you can expect from Solgar. And they have received the mom's meat seal of approval. You'll love them for what they are and you'll love them for what they aren't. And your kids will really love the great taste. So right now, go to luckyvitamin.com slash U-Cubes and get $5 off your order of $20 or more on U-Cubes through July 31st with code Mama Said. Well, a boy's best friend is his mother. No one said being a parent would be easy, but now you don't have to go through it alone. Actress and mother of two, Jamie Lynn Sigler, has teamed up with musician and stay-at-home mother of two, Jenna Paris, to create a safe place where you can confess your worst mommy sins and still feel like you're killing the mommy gang. This is Mama Said with Jamie and Jenna. Welcome to another show of Mama Said. I'm Jamie. I'm Jenna. Hi. Hi. You guys, we have Jill Spivak again. She's back to give us more of her gorgeous knowledge. Um, So Jenna, let's get this done. What's your win fail this week? Mommy win. (laughs) Mommy fail. My win, and I know I've said this before, but Neil went out of town again. I know I always repeat. Oh, hold on. I put this on Instagram. I know this is stupid, but... I showered. I wrote that on Instagram. I realized I like hadn't showered and like I hadn't washed my hair in like three or four days. Wait, I'm, I hadn't washed I'm my hair kidding. in a week. I washed it. Oh, last really? Night, first time for me, week. I know that's not weird for some people because they like get blowouts and they like, leave, but for me, it's weird. Like my hair gets really oily. I'll get in a shower really quickly, and I mean really quickly yeah, yeah, to yeah. rinse my yeah, body. Yeah, you know, so you, you just don't you feel a little bad. But like I realized that I had full on dreadlocks and I needed to take a shower, and it had been like four or five days. I don't. I don't even know. I could not remember I mean, the last time I washed my hair. Same. Don't. But feel bad. um, I, I don't. It's just like I. You know, whatever. So, and then I, I didn't have time to brush my hair. So come nighttime, I was in full on dreadlocks. So then oh, that's why no. I went. I braided my hair, and then I woke up with like pony hair, and yeah. I had to take another shower this morning. I was morning. gonna say, but you came in freshly washed. Took another shower. I All right. Go. Well, okay. now you've doubled. Anyway, up. so my win was like just like taking care of myself. I cleaned myself. Mm. Like I did this. I went to Bed Bath and Beyond. There was a bunch of like little teeny wins that I finally did this week. Great. Um, my fail is that it's not really like a certain fail. Lately, I feel like I have been. Um, I'm really good at remembering things Mm -hmm. and taking notes of things. And I have to-do lists and I have things that I check off. And for some reason, I have just been forgetting about things. Mm. And it's pissing me off because I have, you know, OCD about cleaning. I have OCD about remembering Mm -hmm. things. And things are being being forgotten about. 
very important things. We're getting and old. I don't know if I, or, or maybe I'm just not used to working. And, you know, this is taking up an amazing part of my brain and my time, but I'm, I'm not learning how to balance the other important stuff. So yeah. it's just, it's really weighing on me. Like I'm, for, I've forgotten some, I'm not going to mention, but yeah, um, no, some I feel that. Things. I, I feel you on both your wind fails. Okay. So you're not alone. Okay, good. Um, for me, I have zero wins this week, you guys. I can't Woo! find one. My <laughs> child is teething so bad. What teeth, is, what teeth are coming in? The molars. Oh, you finally broke through. I put my finger in Isn't last night. Isn't it funny night. right when you talk about it, yep. it comes through? Yep. Yeah. Uh, and I, if you can't hear it, have had a terrible cough for three weeks and it's just not going away. So no win for me. It's all good. I'm so tired. You'll have a, um, you'll have a bunch of And then my fail is I've given the same dinner three nights in a row to my kids. Sorry about it. You're having these pre-packaged meatballs and tortellini, but I'm here. here. Um, All right. We are going to be right back with our favorite Jill to talk toddler behavior and how to possibly survive it. I have so many questions. It's 2019. Everyone needs a great pair of wireless earbuds. But before you go dropping hundreds of dollars on a pair, you need to check out the wireless earbuds from Raycon. First of all, they are so comfortable, so stylish, and discreet. No dangling wires or stems. And of course, they don't just look great. They sound great too. They started about half the price of any other premium wireless earbud on the market. And the sound is just amazing. So go to buy Raycon.com slash mama to get 15% off your order. That's buy Raycon.com slash mama for 15% off Raycon wireless earbuds. If you've been eyeing a pair now, now is the time to get an amazing deal. One more time, buy Raycon.com slash mama. Okay, we are back with Jill and we are talking toddler behavior. We obviously have so many questions about this. But first, can you give us a little insight into like what this stage is and what it means with these kids and basically how we can survive? Yeah, so we're talking about what, like two to five? five? Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so your little ones, you are in mini adolescence, especially those of you with two and three-year-olds, where your children are really, really, really psyched to be growing up and becoming much more skillful at lots of things. They're going through all kinds of changes in going to school and asserting their independence and their power and doing things themselves and all that kind of stuff. So there's a lot of growing up going on. And at the same time, your children feel terrified about growing up. So there's this push-pull between like, I want to be big, I want to be little. I want to be big, I want to be little. And so they go back and forth. And that's why you see a lot of the crazy behavior that you're seeing. There are these little people and little bodies trying to sort of navigate a bigger world. And while it feels doable sometimes, it doesn't feel doable sometimes. And um, so they have kind of like a mature self and a baby self, and they're Mm -hmm. kind of always at odds with each other. Wow. I never even thought about it like that. Yeah. That's hard. That's where you're at. I feel like I have that personally sometimes. I'm not kidding. Sometimes sometimes I feel like I'm like, you know, just like a teenager that wants to do things. Sometimes I'm like, I'm a mother of two. And yeah, yeah. I I, I clash sometimes. But I, so I can only imagine how hard it is to be a little person and without any reason, without any reason. And they don't know how to resolve things as fast as we do or or have like a, you know, land in a clear mind and, you know, yeah. Things to work on. I don't know. It's just, I, I, I see it in my son a lot. I yeah. see his frustration and yeah. start he, with Milo. Okay. Yeah, start well, with questions. 
Well, okay. So I have a bunch of questions. I okay. actually, people wrote in on my Instagram, but okay. they're all my questions too. <laughs> a big problem. So my son is three and a half. He's going to be four in September. Um, a huge, huge problem. And I've mentioned this on the show before okay. is, um, t- well, two things. One is he does not like, um, when things get on him, mm-hmm. whether it's food that mm-hmm. got on him, on his shirt, on his body, mm-hmm. and water. Mm-hmm. Now, on the flip side, he'll dunk, he'll take a hose and put it over himself. Uh-huh. So I was worried at first that maybe it's a sensory, sensory. issue. Uh-huh. I don't know. I'm not a doctor. I don't know if it is maybe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I mean, the the yells and the screams and the freakouts that he has if something touches him yeah. is and like nothing I've ever seen. It actually ruins a meal. Okay. And I don't know what to do. At first, I was getting frustrated. I was like, Milo, it's only food. Get over it. Yeah, yeah. But then I'm like, gosh, this is something that really bothers him. Yeah. How can I be more sensitive about it? Yeah. So I, on the flip side, I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. okay, we'll change it. But then he has to go get another outfit. <sighs> and I'm losing it. I'm losing my mind right. because mealtime is not fun anymore for me. Right, right. It happens every day. One little dot of water. And I'm like, mm-hmm. baby, it will it will dry. Mm-hmm. Let's, you know, I promise it will dry. Let's go outside. Let's think about something else. And mm-hmm. in four minutes, it'll be dry. Mm-hmm. No way. He has to go change, mm-hmm. which leads me, it's a twofold, mm-hmm. which leads me to something else. He's always changing his mind about his clothes. And I know Mm. this is a problem (laughs) with this age. Trust me, I know. But here's the deal. If I pick it out the day before or give him two options, it's not, that's not the problem. He can pick an outfit in two seconds. He just, when we're about to go out the door, he doesn't like it anymore. Uh So he wants to change. And then we're late. Almost every day, this is a problem. And I say, honey, you can't change. We are going to be late. Meltdown, meltdown, meltdown. A lot of the times I don't let him and it's a meltdown all the way to school. Sometimes he just, I'm doing something with Daisy and he'll go change himself and he's in the middle and I can't stop him. Mm. It's actually, it's it's not about picking out clothes the day before. It's not, you know, I talk to him about it all the time. I'm like, today, Mm -hmm. tomorrow, and it's not gonna, about delaying going to school or anything like no, that. It no, no, he loves like, school. Okay. No, uh-huh. he. It's just, um, I don't know. I'm a little worried. Almost, I'm like, it. it it's. Is it every single day that he has to change? Um, he just loves changing. Like when he comes right. home from school, he wants to put on a different outfit. Right. Um, it's just all he thinks. It's maybe he thinks it's really cool to be in different outfits, but okay. for me, it's r- really a huge problem because you have to do all the laundry and the whole thing. And um, like the I have to think about what's right. clean, what he right. just wore to school goes. Right. What, but but yeah, it's okay. just different clothes all the time. Right. Things that get on his clothes, dirty. It's just right. it's a lot. Is it's, he sensitive to like textures of clothes and stuff like that? Not really. I mean. Okay. The usual tag situation, yeah, 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 but yeah, yeah, that's yeah. a very yeah. common problem. <laughs> yeah. um, oh my god, we but, have so many holes in sweaters for yeah, my daughter yes, cutting me out too. tags, like holes in cashmere yeah. sweaters. Oh, yeah. yeah, but you know, no, yeah. like he's never like this bothers me or like no. this is too itchy. No, right. so like so I it's always just become a thing, right? It's, it's, it's become a like thing. almost a control I need thing. to know yeah. how to sit him at dinner, yeah. And not worry about if anything gets yeah. messy. We'll go wash our hands after. If something gets mm-hmm. on, get me a napkin, wash right, my hands. Right. Well, I mean, first of all, I think that no matter what the issue is with kids, they're 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 partially going I mean, they are going to take some cues from you. You know, so the way That's that another you're, problem. I'm hey. I'm O C D with cleanliness and I'm trying to be better around him. Ah, uh, okay. Okay. And but so not, you've never been like 
officially. I've never been like, I don't, no, I've never been like, I don't like anything. I I like to get dirty, but he does see me cleaning a lot. Right. Okay. I mean, first of all, I think, you know, look, it's something that you can always run by your pediatrician and just be like, you Mm -hmm. think we should just like chat with an OT about this? Because they may have, Mm -hmm. it's just, it's just, it's not like I'm pathologizing it, but, but OTs will come in and they'll like help him slowly get desensitized. If in fact, it really is a sensitivity, a skin sensitivity or whatever, Uh just an idea that like he can't handle it. They'll slowly help him desensitize to those things by getting his hands into stuff. And sometimes there's some brushing or there's some other things that OTs do that can be helpful in I that way. I think I need that. When, it, when in doubt, check it out. Yeah. Like, so that I, I, I'm not thinking there's anything horribly wrong right now, but, but I, I think like I'm not worried. Some, yeah, they teach like some exercises and things you can do at home even. And like OT it's not doesn't big, scare me. Right. I like OT. Right. I think it's helpful. And a lot of people are like, oh my God, what if my, if it's, Everyone's an, o, if an, OT. it's an OT problem, <laughs> then I would welcome them into my home or go somewhere right. so he can solve that issue. I, right. I am not. Like, right. So you can always check that out. But I yeah. think it's also like, there's also just the simple fact, there's a little bit of rigidity that I'm hearing and a little bit mm-hmm. of like, he's gotten into this autopilot mode of like, oh my God, I cannot tolerate this. And yeah. so it's a little bit anxiety based, right? Mm-hmm. So in that case, I think what I would probably be doing is first working on my own reaction to it because your your reaction, if you're like, honey, honey, it's okay, it's okay, it's okay, or something like that, it just adds fuel to the fire. Yeah. What he needs, it's like, I always give this example and you guys have heard this example in class where you're on an airplane, okay? Mm-hmm. And I was just, I just went through this two days ago because yeah. I hate flying. Yeah. And so it gets really turbulent, right? And you're the passenger. So that's your kids. And the pilot is the parent, right? Gets mm. really turbulent and you're going, <gasps> and I start gripping the seat and I start putting my foot up and I start just, just freaking out. What do you want when you're flipping out with that level of anxiety and you want control and you want it to stop? If you hear that pilot say to you, everybody just sit down. It's okay. It's okay. It's just turbulence. It's okay. That is one experience. Yeah. What's the experience when you hear, hey, folks, we're going through a little bit of bumps right now. Please put on your- Oh, my God. I want it mural on my house. You're the pilot. That's amazing. Yeah. What a What a difference. Piece of advice. Right. Right. So what Milo needs again, when he panics, I have the chills. <laughs> Shouldn't have shaved my legs. <laughs> what what Milo needs first when that happens is, oh, you got some water on your shirt. I see that, and you can even say, and you really don't like that. I hear you. Okay. And even you may even teach him before we do anything. Mm-hmm. We're gonna take a really big breath together. I'm gonna come over to you, and I'm gonna hold like a, like I need the stewardess to come over to me on the yeah way. yeah. I'm take a really everything's okay. I know you feel scared right now. We're going to take a deep breath together because it's okay. It's all right, right? Mm-hmm. And if you can even teach him when he's not in the heat of the moment, this right. is for all children. There's a big movement right now toward teaching children self-regulation self-regula- at yeah. a very early age. It's really exciting. Like my meditation. Partner, yeah, my partner's big into this. You should have her on the show for this. This is amazing oh, right? stuff. Remember amazing. when she came When she came, yeah. and she sang a song and every single kid yeah, just decided it was yeah. yeah. But Definitely. sometimes, I mean, like the first thing when you're in that moment with Milo, the very first thing I would do as a mom is go, <sighs> and don't even say anything to him yet. Just pause. Okay. Like if he starts to run out of the room, you can just kind of like hold him there for a second. Hold on, hold on. Let's do that together. I know you feel really upset that mm. something's on your shirt, but what you're tr- trying to mirror to him is nothing 
nothing bad is going to happen. Mm -hmm. Like you can hold that space. He can be upset. Mm -hmm. You understand this is really hard for him. You're not judging it. You're not yelling at him saying, stop it. You're being ridiculous, right? Yeah. Some things you don't like when peanut butter is on your hand. I know. Let's take a deep breath for us. Just hold on. Hold on. Like you're sort of showing him like, what's the worst thing that can happen when peanut butter is on your hand, but you're doing it without judgment and with love and support, right? Right. So when things go on, I think what you're going to have to do, honestly, is make mm-hmm. a book mm-hmm. about this. Okay. I hate to tell you to go home and do homework, but I make a book it. about I love this. Doing that, yeah. When Milo gets stuff on him, right. <laughs> is the title of right. it. Really fancy. Right? I like that book. Page yeah, one, you know, when Milo sits down for dinner, sometimes he's, or for meals, sometimes he's super excited and super hungry and he has yummy stuff. Turn the page. Sometimes Milo eats his food and nothing gets on him. Milo feels happy. Turn the page. Sometimes when Milo eats his food, he gets a drop of water on him. Not with a, with a oh my God, he gets a drop of water on him. Mm-hmm. You know, but like he gets a drop of water on him or he gets some peanut butter on his hands. Turn the page. Milo doesn't like that at all. He feels like he needs to change right away. Turn the page. Um, mommy understands that Milo feels really anxious and peanut butter being on him or water being on him is not going to hurt Milo. I know it feels uncomfortable. So let's think about what we're going to do when that happens. So like sort of just like without wow, being too I'm lengthy. so calm right now. Yeah. 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 But I mean, you want to you stay calm. You want to tell him he can first, when he feels anxiety over anything, uh-huh. he can first pause and just take a big, deep breath. Right. Then just like there's something called cognitive behavioral therapy, which is basically like people overreact to stuff all the time. Like anything we're fear- like I, when my thought is on an airplane, when there's turbulences, we are going to crash. Yeah, right, me too. Right? Me too. I've learned to talk back to those thoughts by saying to myself, planes don't fall out of the sky. Mm-hmm. Pilots are trained in way worse turbulence than anything we will ever feel and can fly. Mm-hmm. Like, and I'll just mantra, 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 yeah. mantra. And that has helped me on flights to not yeah. have to call the stewardess over. I have a mantra for when I am, go into a deep, dark hole about like anxiety about diseases and yeah. like, you know, getting sick. My yeah. therapist gave me a mantra and I have it in my phone. I always say it to myself. That's, all, yeah, that's really, I think like mantra. If I find a rash on my skin, I'm like, you are not sick. You are not going to die. Right, this right, is okay. Right, right, right. And you, look, I mean, sometimes there are reasons why we are predisposed to certain anxieties. It's very mm-hmm. understandable. And, and so it can we can really be scared. But I think with Milo, I would check out and make sure that he doesn't have anything sensory because right, then you definitely. just work on that and it'll get better. Because yes. early intervention, you guys... The most amazing thing Okay. Ever, That's the first thing I'm right? going to do. So yeah. just check that out. Yeah. Because okay. we don't want to like tell him like nothing is bothering him. Exactly. Something's really bothering him. Hold that thought. We're going to take just a quick break. I don't know what it's like where you live in the world, but in Los Angeles currently, it is H-O-T hot. So enter all the things that I need to cool down and make me feel comforted and relaxed, which is why I turn to Gold Peak Real Brew Tea to give me that cool, comforting, relaxed feeling. It's available in a variety of flavors, actually 14, and it has something for everyone and every occasion, whether it's a gathering for dinner at home or something you need to grab on the go, which all us mamas need. So please join me in enjoying the comforting feeling of home with a Gold Peak Real Brewed Tea. With ice cold Gold Peak Real Brewed Tea, the comforts of home are never far away. You can find your favorite Gold Peak flavor at a retailer near you. Gold Peak Real Brew Tea, the taste that brings you home. But the second thing is, even if he were to have sensory sensitivity, Mm -hmm. even for children that have, or rigidity, 
Mm-hmm. We're still the, the the only way to deal with anxiety or fear is to move through it, not to avoid it. Mm-hmm. Avoidance would be changing your clothes over and over. Moving yeah. through it is starting to slowly tolerate that your stuff has that your clothes have, mm-hmm. have yuck. Let on yourself them. feel it, like putting learning how to as adults too. Yeah, well, that's how we get that's what I'm saying exactly. So you're teaching him yeah. life skills. If I avoided flying, I would just be completely panicked and fearful. But the more I do it, the less the right. more comfortable I yeah. get, and I could do my mantras and I can get through it. Okay. Yeah. yeah so yeah. I have an anxiety yeah. issue with Bo, but slightly different. So first of all, behavior wise with him. I mean, he's five. There's times where I'm like, you should know better. But we did find a book. I didn't have to write it called What Would Danny Do? Have you ever heard of this book? No. And it's a choice book. So they give you two choices. Mm. And if he chooses choice A, we go to this page. If he chooses choice B, and you're able to see the course of the day from his choices of cool. how much better his day could be or how how much more calm his day could be or more happy or more, you know, I don't know, simple his day could be with these different choices. So now a lot of the time it's like people have like, what would Jesus do? Ours is like, what would Danny do? Right. Yeah. And it's been really working for That's us. Really so go cool. check it out, mamas, for yeah. kids with old uh you have older kids. Yeah. So with Bo, he gets anxiety about things he's excited about. Like for instance, he's on this new baseball team and finally a kid could play catcher. <laughs> He has asked me 9,000 questions about playing a catcher. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like all day, all night, waking up at four in the morning, coming into oh, my room, being yeah. like, do, do do I, how many innings do I play catcher? And I'm like, oh my God. Right. His, brain, his mind it, is going. But this yeah. is not even, like, it'll be like if we're going on a trip in a week, uh-huh. every day, it's how many days? Yeah. What, what time are we going? Yeah. And it's, and this is kind of a new thing. Yeah. So clearly, mm. this is anxiety, yeah. right? Um, yeah. Or is this more anticipatory excitement? excitement. Um, maybe, maybe there's a little bit of anxiety, or just, or just he can't, he can't sort of regulate the level of excitement. And he's, he's, he sounds like a really curious kid. He asks you lots of questions. Yes. He wants details. I mean, this is a kid that needs a good amount of information. And then I also think it's fair for you to say to him at a certain point, like. I mean, sorry that I'm going to say this again, but I think this is a child that, I mean, he's old, he's five or six? Yeah, he's five, he's and five. And a half. Can he read yet or? Uh, I mean, he can like start as he can't okay, read. He can't okay, read yet. okay. I mean, to the extent that you can, I might make him a little picture book also and okay. just, I mean, I'm sorry. About each thing? But yeah, just like talk, like for, for what he's excited, if, if the baseball thing, I would sort of like write out a little thing with like little icons of like, this is going to happen and this is going to happen. Or you could even record, like you could even take like a little recording that he could like listen to and you could just say go listen to your recording it has all the details on it or something like that but I think it's fair for you to also say you know what honey mom either you're gonna need to try to wait until the morning when mommy can talk to you because it's sleep time right now Yeah, and if you need to you can go look at your little book or listen to your recording or maybe there's a way that he can like is there anything that he could like speak into where he could be like here's all my questions for the next day when it's question time <laughs> oh that's interesting cute. that's a good idea <laughs> the microphone yeah. I literally had to say like to him yesterday I was like Bo if you ask me one more t- time about a catcher, right. I don't know if I could take you to the baseball practice. Right, like, right, right, this right. Is, I literally, I don't know. I, I mean, again, I think, know. I think he also needs to be able to like, to get comfortable with needing to, to wait and kind of delay the gratification of finding out mm-hmm. every little thing. Like, I think you need to give him a good amount of information about stuff, but it's also okay for you to say, you know, it's not question time right now. We're going to do question time after mommy makes dinner. And when we're sitting at dinner, you're welcome to ask questions, but t- teaching him how to slowly delay gratification. And part of that, again, is are things like you know taking a deep belly breath yes. or mantraing to himself? I w- 
will ha- be able to ask these questions in a little while, or you know, or th- I will the get the answers morning. to these questions. Yeah. But I'm going to breathe, and you know, if as soon as he can, either again, if, he, if there's something he could like dictate into, or he could eventually like write, write something down, then he'll be able to like. It's sort of like people well, have I had to draw a picture. I was like, just draw a picture of your baseball team, right? And right, he did. right, right. He drew, did that help for him to get well, that out? Yeah, he left me alone. Well, he didn't okay, help me. Right. <laughs> <laughs> he left me alone right. for like 20 minutes. Well, maybe he can draw a picture and he can circle the things that he doesn't understand that are going to happen. Like he can put a big circle with a pencil that he can eventually erase. And right. that's how he'll remember. Like he might also yeah. feel like he might, if he doesn't ask you everything, he'll he forget. might forget right. or whatever. Right, right, right. That's so what I was thinking circle. at the 4 a.m. thing. Maybe he can. Right, right. Or maybe, you know, maybe well. you, or you give him some sort of illustration of a baseball game or whatever. Yeah. And then he can like circle things that will help him remember he wants to ask questions. But this is when we're asking questions and I'm going to ask you to go back to your room and I'm going to ask you to take, to blow up your belly like a balloon for three, hold the balloon for three, and then pop the balloon for three. Mm. Do things like that. I mean, again, like my partner is really amazing at like some of these exercises yeah. and helping kids self-regulate. But it sounds like, it sounds like, you know, I don't, I don't know if it sounds like anxiety as much as it just sounds like he's just so excited and so curious and wants so much detail and, and maybe some predictability, which that is a yeah. little bit of anxiety. Hang on real quick. We're going to take a really short break. Everybody's talking about CBD. I personally love it for my body. It makes me relaxed, helps aches and pains. It's in very high demand. I think a lot of people are hearing about the benefits of it, but don't know everything about it. So are you or a loved one taking CBD or thinking about it? I hate to be a buzzkill, but you should never take CBD until you do this one thing. So educate yourself please just go to mycompletecbd3.com right now to see why you should never take CBD until you do this one thing. That's mycompletecbd3.com. Mycompletecbd and the number 3.com. Again, mycompletecbd3.com. Don't let your loved ones waste money or even embarrass themselves any longer. Check it out. You're listening to Mama Said with Jamie and Jenna. Hello, I'm Brad Jenkins, host of the Fired Up Podcast. We're fired up that you're joining us, and that is the whole point of the podcast. We're going to have guests on to talk about the thing that they love the most. We picked the perfect first guest, Senator Cory Booker. Here we are getting Jersey Shore jokes every five minutes. Because of a bunch of people from Staten Island, no less. I mean, they didn't even live in Jersey, and they gave us a bad name. Fired Up with Brad Jenkins. New episodes weekly. Subscribe now on Apple Podcasts and at podcastone.com. And now back to Mama Said with Jamie and Jenna. All right, let's go to our listener questions. One is, what discipline, if any, is good for a one-year-old around 13, 14 months? Time out. There's zero reaction to my change of tone or saying no Etc. Yep, 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 yep. Okay, so you've got a one-year-old who is not verbal yet. Okay, they're right. starting maybe to pick up little words like you know, and 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 labeling mommy and daddy and book and duck yeah. and stuff like that. But but they really don't understand the content of what you're doing. And a one-year-old is what we would think of as an energizer bunny that keeps going and going and going and going and going as fast as they can. And the first thing we have to start with is normalizing that as soon as your child is ten months plus, mm-hmm. they're their job is to they're they're starting to recognize they are separate 
from their mother right. or, their, or their primary caregiver, okay? And their job is to define themselves in the world. And the way they define themselves in the world is by having different de- – what, de- what decisions can I make? What decisions does mommy make? What happens with all of this? I've never had this experience before. So this child is going out and trying to make every decision. So in terms of like discipline, we're not disciplining. We're trying to keep them safe. We're trying to, um, first of all, baby proofing helps a lot yes, yes, in yes. having to not say no all the time. Yes. So that's really important. But our expectations at this age can't be so high. Like, oh, what a little devil. When I say, don't throw that food off your high chair, they look at me and go, I was really? I was about to say, <sighs> and they do day. it. All I was about to walk up to things and look at me and go, no, 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 yeah, no. Because like they're trying the to internalize. They don't have a regulatory voice right now. You are there. They are the, if you think of an angel and a devil sitting on their shoulder, they're pretty much all impulse devil. Right. Right. Now, right. Okay? <laughs> and you are this separate voice coming in saying, let me teach you about the world. So without yelling, without disciplining in some harsh, and without saying way, no to everything, you're saying, I need to keep your your body safe, you may not, you know, go run in the street or whatever it is. So you're holding them, you're not yelling, you're not getting mad at them, but you're, and if they aren't listening, we may have to take them inside and say, mm-hmm. it's too hard to play outside yeah. right now, right? Throwing food off the chair, the way I would discipline oh, the high please chair, that's tell a common me. one, right? I was going to say, you must get this all every single time. All day long, all the time, I'm cleaning right? food up Or they're the climbing on the chair and it's dangerous and they're standing there and they're going to fall and crack yeah. their head open. Daisy and will grab something do, and know? go like this, look at me and go yeah. like this. Doop. Yep, exactly. And so, I don't, I don't react. Well, what I, I mean, yes, sometimes it's for attention. And, but you know, what, what you can start to do, because even I hate to say this dogs like have that Pavlovian thing of like, yeah. you know, if I ring the bell and something comes and it works, then I'll yeah. keep doing it. And if it doesn't, it won't. Right. But what you can do with the food thing, if you've tried ignoring it and, and they're still, and they're mm-hmm. making a mess out of your kitchen or whatever, is you look at Daisy and you say, Daisy, sweetheart, you get on her level. You don't scream it from across yeah. the room. No throwing food or bite by food. Food stays on tray. Mm-hmm. Very simple. You're yeah. not talking paragraphs. Yeah. They, it just, they don't get any of that, right? And then she looks at you again after you've said it and you mm-hmm. looked in her eye. She looks right in your eye and she goes, boop, yeah. you go, uh-oh, bye-bye food. Right. You take her out of the high chair, put her on the floor. Mm-hmm. Ideally, that's done without anger. You just say, yeah. kids who are throwing food don't get to eat their their meal right now. Right. You take her out, you put her down, you give her a whatever, five, 10 minute break. Mm-hmm. And then if you are dying and you're like, she's got to eat, this is yeah. different than when, for an older child, I'd end the meal and just ha- make them wait until their snack or their, or their yeah. next meal. Yeah. You know, yeah. for a one-year-old, you may you revisit it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So you'll revisit it in 10 minutes. But but as logical as it can be in that sense right. of like, if you, you know, if you're throwing them, you can't do yeah. it. Yeah. 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 Great sense. advice. Okay. My four-year-old is picking up horrible habits at school. She never whined or screen, but now does it all the time. Um, I show how nice words and better choices mm-hmm. can get what she wants most of the time, but instead she now points and whines, which is mm-hmm. she's learned from other kids. Right, yes, mm-hmm. right, right. School. Okay. So again, um, when children are in any kind of massive uh, upset or whine or mood or they want something, they're really operating on the side of their brain that's just really super emotional and not logical, right? Mm-hmm. So teaching them something in that very moment is kind of tricky. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so I think with a four-year-old especially, I, as her mother, would pull her aside when she's in a great mood and not whining. And I would say, sweetheart, you know, I've noticed that um, sometimes when you're asking mommy for snacks after school or whatever it is, um, that sometimes you're coming home and you're using the very whiny voice that kind of sounds like this. 
and it's really, really kind of hurts my ears. You know, like kind of, you can almost giggle about it yeah. with your yeah. child. And I would say, and you know what? Mommy can't understand when kids are talking that way. I don't know what you're saying. And it kind of hurts my ears and makes me want to turn the other way. Mm-hmm. So if you're whining, I'm going to wait until you're using your voice, your real, your real voice. And then I'm happy to get you whatever you'd like. Mm. But essentially what I'm saying is talk about it behind the scenes. You know, if, yeah. if you try to explain that in the moment, she's already in like a, I mean, if, if she's just mildly whining and you can explain in the moment, yeah. fine. But if she's like really in a mood, the other thing to ask yourself is when does your child whine? Your the underpinnings of behavior, there are like four key things that underpin all be, a lot of behavior. One is tired. being tired. One is hungry. being hungry. Mm-hmm. One is being overstimulated, right. running, running, running all day and then kind of losing it. And one is when you haven't had enough fill up from your significant parent, mm, you know, no. your your, your yeah. primary caregiver. Okay. Yeah. So we want to, and that doesn't mean all day long, you guys. That yeah. just means that they get a couple, Bits like 20 minutes of undivided attention two to three times a yeah. day where you right. are fully present. And that's great. Okay. But, it, you know, the overscheduling is a dangerous thing. A lot of parents are mm-hmm. running their kids. So if she tends to come home from school and whine right then, I don't know if she's picking it up from other kids or she's just tired she's just and tired. feels icky. Totally. Yeah. Totally. Totally. Yeah. Okay. My three and a half year old son tries to hurt his baby brother mm. since he's become a crawler and goes for his toys. Oh, yeah. We try to explain everything and the babies are just curious and don't understand no and ask him to use his words and ask for help, but nothing works. There's kicking, hitting, throwing, poking, etc. Oh, yeah. This is such a great one. Okay. If you had, if your husband came home tomorrow and brought in a gorgeous 21-year-old And the 21-year-old at first was a little shy, and she just kind of sat on your living room couch. But over time, she started going in, and she started pulling your clothes out of the closet when it got eight months in. You're like, you're out of here. And um, you would get pretty angry. And what if your husband – or what if I said to you then, I happened to be observing the whole thing, and I said, you know what, Jamie? She's been here now for eight months. She's a nice person. She wants to borrow some clothes. What's wrong with you? (laughs) Right. What if I said to you, Jamie – you have every right to feel really upset right now. This makes a lot of sense. You're used to having your closet to yourself and your mm-hmm. husband to yourself. And now this new woman is here and, you know, you're expected to share him, yeah. your clothes, your everything. She's She has her hands all over your stuff. That must be really annoying for you. So much yeah. about the approach that affects is, the outcome. I also gave Bo, yeah, I asked everything. for four special things that he never wants Jack to touch. Yep. And that I promised I would never let Jack That's touch That's exactly them. right. Right. Okay. So let's go over that really quickly. If you have a um, an older child and you have a sibling, don't number one, don't expect that your older child's reaction is only going to happen the minute that you bring the baby home from the hospital because a lot of times it doesn't necessarily happen no. so much then. And it comes later. When does it tend to come? Tends to come when the baby either wakes mobile, up to the world uh, and gets cuter yeah. or when they're mobile and they can get into their stuff. Mm-hmm. We need to say to our older kids when the baby is maybe – five months old, six months old, something like, you know, pretty soon, just like when you were that age, your little sister is going to start to crawl. And what that means is that like anything in the playroom that's there, including your favorite stuffed bear from your grandpa for Christmas and blah, 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 um, your baby sister is going to want to touch it just like you did. You wanted to touch mommy's computer and mommy's slippers and mommy's this and mommy's that, mommy's jewelry and whatever, right? And I know that there are some things in this room that are really special to you. That mm-hmm. cannot be the entire play area, okay? Right, right. But there are certain items. So just like what Jamie did, I would get a box. I would say on the outside, your child's name, Bo's Special Toys. Right. Only Bo can play unless he feels like sharing, okay? Right. And you say to your child, I want you to pick 
the things, especially as it gets really close to your baby crawling when they start scooching or yeah. rocking on all fours. Let's go pick stuff that we want to keep really safe. And you also make a plan for when you build your Legos or you build your really important, are you doing your artwork? Let's think about a plan so the baby can't touch it because the yeah, baby's going right. to be really curious. So you're you're not aligning with the baby. You're you're not being mean you're to the baby. Side. You're on the older kid side. You are you are their ally. Totally. Okay, totally. that is going to reduce anger. Okay, so it's that, and then also. You can make a plan and say, if the baby is coming up to you and you're playing something and you need some help, let's think about what you can do. What do you think you'd like to do if the baby is touching your stuff? You know, if it happens when mm-hmm. they start to crawl, I'm going to chop her head off and blah, 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 whatever. Okay, well, that's a choice. What's another choice? Pull from them. They may have a better thing than you could even yeah, think of, yes, right? Yes. If your child, it's all violent, then what you can say is, you know what? I think probably the best thing is going to be if your sister's crawling over to you, you can gently hand her a different toy and see if she'll be distracted. And if not, if you need a little help, call for help. You can call me and I'll come right away. Okay. But we can't, everybody's body needs to be safe in this house. We can't push. We can't hurt. We can't block. Mm -hmm. Okay. And you you repeat, 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 repeat. I think a lot of this is thinking ahead of the game. Uh, Yeah. It kind of is. Some of the stuff especially. Yeah. Yeah. Or getting out of the heat of the moment, stepping out and then having a really constructive conversation when you're, when they're not all in their like right brain hysteria. Yes. Yeah. And they can hear. Yeah. Is making going to bed a proper punishment at night when they start to get restless and won't listen or does it confuse bedtime? Like meaning like they're acting out at night and you just be like, you got to go to bed. You're going to bed now. That's it. Yeah. I mean, I think that what you can say is it looks like from what's happening, I mean, and I would say if if kids are really acting out at night and it's not just like delaying bedtime because they want more time for their parents, but they're right. really bouncing off the walls, I would consider moving bedtime earlier overall because sometimes with sleep in the yeah. sleep department, um, over fatigue, when a child's over fatigue, they get a second wind and they're bouncing off the walls. Yes. So for parents whose kids are constantly bouncing off the walls at night, and it's not because you just came home or yeah. they want more time, but they're just bouncing off the walls, that's a sign that cortisol is going off in their body at bedtime. And I would pull bedtime earlier anyway. But aside from that, I don't like to use bedtime, going to bed as a punish. I don't like to use anything as a punish. But it's kind I like of it's like an explanation. It's kind of like what you, you said know? about timeouts. Um, yeah. Well, back that's in the next question. Oh, about because timeouts. you were like, don't use the crib as a timeout because right. that's their sleeping place. I, it's or, com- I mean, what I, what I feel about that is that co- there's. I'm not a timeout fan. You know, right. I like. I, I think there are times for all of us where we need time where we are sort of out of the heat of the moment and out of the stimulation to just calm down. We need calm right. down. Calm time. Down time. I mean, if I'm in a fight with my husband, I need to step away for a minute. Mm-hmm. I can't stay in that moment. And so it might be, you know what, I'm going to go in the, like, just separate in the room and just like, let's not talk for a little while. Like, give me a minute. But the yeah. way it's framed from a parent should be, you know, it seems like you're having a tough time right now. It's okay. Why don't we just have you sit right over here on this smushy, gushy, like sensory toy area, whatever. And you can take a minute until we talk or until we, you know, reconvene or whatever yeah. it is. Um, so I'm sorry. So back to your question, which is in terms no, of- No, that the, was it. Okay. Okay. So yeah. in terms of the bed, time. I would never say go to bed as a punishment. I would say it seems like you're really, you know, getting icky right now. And I think, I think that your body's tired and it would be really good for you to get some sleep right now. And then we can talk about it in the morning. You know? Yeah. 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 Um, 
what happens when, and my son does this a little bit, when they think it's funny and a form of playing when they hit you, mm. like 18, 20 months? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> I've got that. Yeah, they're testing. They're testing. Pulling you just hair. have to keep telling yourself, this is normal. I'm not raising a future psychopath. They, I, they I've been like seriously cold <laughs> clock many times. Yeah. I mean, again, your main mantra, one of the main mantras in your house aside from love and all this other stuff is... As a mommy, I need to keep everybody's body safe. And that includes my own. And so if you're hitting mommy, I'm going to help you stop your body until you stop. So so you're either going to have to put an arm between you and the baby. You know, you may have to, you can still use like a pack and play and just like say, oh, if you're hitting mommy, I'm going to put you here. I'm going to stay right next to you. You can't hit mommy. When is it too old? Because there was a question about this mom that was putting her two and a half year old in in a pack and play and time out. out. And the the little one was going absolutely bananas. I mean, again, like it's not, like I've grown, I've started to really move away from like time out period. Like, because I don't look at it as like, it's a punishment. I look at it as like, okay, your kid is really mad about something. They're swinging, they're hitting, they're mad. I just want to find a safe space for them to let cool their down. feelings come out, yeah, right. you know, and not punish that, but also keep everyone's body safe. Right. Yeah. However you need to do that. If you need to stand up and get some height away from your 18-month-old that's hitting you, if you need to like keep, like hold their hands a little bit or kind of give them a hug and say, I'm going to help you stop your swinging yeah. your arms. I put him down. Yeah, or you put and him down and you stand up. he wants me to hold him all day long. So and they I lose your attention. Down. Exactly. Right. Okay. Exactly. But it's but it's done in a way of like, you're really mad. I can't let myself get hurt right now. So I'm either going to help you, like I'm going to help myself not get hurt by right. holding your little hands or I'm going to stand up and, and put you down. You get it out. Let's get them onto bean bags and fluffy cushions yeah. and comfort, whatever, and let them like hit it yeah. out until yeah. they feel better. Yeah. And then they can come back for a hug. Or if some kids benefit from a deep my, pressure mine hug doesn't. in that moment. I know some do, yeah. some don't. And mine, yeah. right. mine will Mine, did, mine wouldn't yeah. either, but I've definitely heard. Um, that I just want to say a really yeah. funny story because you mentioned it. You you say to your child, like, "Are you having like what's going on? Are you having you having a bad day? Like, yeah. talk to me." So I always do that to Milo. I say, you know, tell me what's going on. Yeah. Are you having a bad day? <laughs> so he um, at school there was a little boy who was kind of rough. Um, with him and um, Milo would always tell me like he pushed me he did this he did that so I I was like you know what maybe he's having a rough day maybe he's taking it out on you and you know you guys will get through it and maybe he'll apologize and so one day he came home and he said he pushed me down and I said and how did that make you feel and he goes it was really rough and mean and I said well what did you do he said I looked at him and I said are you having a bad day Oh, and then what awesome. happened? Do you know what the kid did? And the kid said, yeah. Oh. And they were fine after that. They're really good friends. Wow. It's a way of teaching. But I was <laughs> like, I was dying. I was, yeah. he, he literally was like, I asked him, are you having a bad day? Yeah. He can say, he can say, I don't like it when someone pushes yeah. me. Are you having a bad yeah. day? Yeah. And it started, it started I just, I was me. like, oh my God, you're listening. Oh you listen to what I say to you oh, and you sure awesome. do. Win, win. That's a win. It was a long, it was a long time ago. It was, it was, uh, when he first started preschool, it was, so it was almost a year and a half ago, but, but it was awesome. awesome. It was one, it's something that I'll never forget. Oh my God. Yeah. That's really adorable. Okay. Last one yeah. is um, an only child that now is in 
a preschool and having a hard time sharing yeah. and regulating emotions about that. Sure, sure. I mean, I'm an only child. I, I, I you know, know a lot about that. Yeah. My um, husband. So here's the thing. I think, and I tell I tell a lot of parents, this are my first time mom's group and they may be deciding that they're going to have one child or, or it happens that way or whatever. Um, it's really easy when you have one child to just dote on them and allow them to kind of do what they want and have what they want and mm-hmm. regulate and, and pace your day based on what their needs are. But I do think that this does start with parents at home um, starting to insert some of their own needs mm-hmm. at certain times. And I don't mean extreme anything, but I mean that, you know, um, right now mommy has to go on a mommy errand and it's not all about the kid all the time. Right now mommy would like to listen to the Beatles instead of Elmo music or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, that you're putting in um, some sort of reality of what the world is going to be like. So it's not just all, and you guys know what it was like to have one. You're like always like that one, that yes. one, that one. And then you have a second and it imposes that situation on right. your older child, which is fabulous, actually. Yes. It is fabulous when you have a sibling and it forces your older child to have to learn how to delay gratification and learn that there share. are other needs in the world yeah. and share and all that. So it's trickier for only children for sure. Um, so in terms of, I think it's going to start with her mom. How old is the child again? Um, four. Four. Okay. Yeah. So maybe even saying, you know, sometimes I'm like, mommy was thinking about it and you know what? Sometimes it might feel hard to be at school and have to share because, you know, you're the only kid at our house mm-hmm. and mommy and daddy have been like, you know, sure, we'll do this. We'll do that. We'll do this. We'll do that. And you know what? We're going to help you start learning a little bit how to share even with us. They can role play with her at home or a book or they can make a book. <laughs> yes, make a book. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I mean, but I would also understand, I would empathize with that child. We didn't get a lot of chance to talk about empathy today, but but one of the biggest parts of of helping your children with their behavior is empathizing mm-hmm. with whatever is difficult for them. It right. doesn't mean caving on boundaries whatsoever, but empathizing. And I would say to that child, you know, it must be kind of tricky at school when other kids want to play with stuff because you're used to everything being yours at yeah, home. Right. Maybe we could practice. Yes. You know yes. what I mean? Practicing, yeah. role yeah. playing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. That's so important. That's yeah. I never do that and I always forget. Yeah, yeah. Ugh. We could do that. Yeah. yeah. For sure. Well, thank you. I think that that really helps. Getting on their level and yeah. making a book. Yes. yes. Right? Getting and on their emph- level, but also empathy. empathy. Yes. If there's one concluding remark I will make, it is if your child see, is, is wants a 16th cookie and you're like, what? I've taken them to Disneyland today. Right. Them you still need to say to them, don't you wish we could have cookies for every single minute of every single day after right. Disneyland? The problem is it would make you really sick, but I, I get it. I yeah, get it. I that calms down from. behavior and opens them up to do better. I feel like hear. men really need to hear that. Oh my yeah. gosh. Yeah, oh, for sure. For sure. This All reminds right. me of like the Brene Brown special. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, just, oh, oh, forever. <laughs> the story I'm hearing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll be right back with talking more about how to be a shitty mommy. We'll be right back. There is no perfect perfect pregnancy, birth, or parent, and yet we rarely hear the real stories. It's time we speak up. Mom, actress, and advocate Tatiana Ali hosts Unspoken Stories, a new podcast from March of Dimes featuring real stories from the joys of parenthood to what happens when things don't go according to plan. You can listen to Unspoken Stories for free wherever you get your podcasts or by visiting unspokenstories.org. We see a lot of perfect images of pregnancy, birth, and parenting, but more and more people are standing up to tell their real stories. In this podcast, you will hear some of those real stories, from the joy of parenting and the complexities of dealing with illness, from actress and mom, me, Jamie Lynn Sigler, 
to a mom coping with loss and raising two toddlers, to the realities of parenting a baby born prematurely. These brave moms and dads have the courage to speak up and share their laughter, tears, and triumphs so that no one has to feel alone in their experience. I hope you will join this important conversation. Whether you are a parent or considering becoming one, subscribe to Unspoken Stories for free wherever you get your podcasts and learn more by visiting unspokenstories.org. That's unspokenstories.org. Okay, we're back with some shitty mommy. We've got one from Kate. Shitty mommy! She said, my three-year-old is in a total daddy phase. Whenever my son is misbehaving, I have to get creative with how to get him to do what I'm asking. So my latest threat is I tell my son, if he doesn't listen to mommy, I will tell daddy to stay at work and not come home. So horrible, but it works. Oh, oh, oh no. no. I mean, desperate times. I mean, there's no judgment here ever, but desperate oh. times call for desperate measures. It's okay. We've all we've all done something like that. 100%. And Gina's shitty money moment. I just scored my three-and-a-half-year-old for not letting me know that his nine-month-old baby brother was stuck under the couch because I was busy doing something else in the other room like he's supposed to be the adult babysitter. Yes, oh well, God. I think lesson learned there. Um, but uh, thank you so much, Jill, again, for being with us. We're going to beg you to come back again, um, and we it. will leave you with a mama said. Mama said, a mother's hug lasts long after she lets go. Oh, Have a good day, guys. Oh, no. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Mama Said with Jamie and Jenna. New episodes are available weekly at podcastone.com, the Podcast One app, or wherever you get your podcasts. And if you love the show, don't forget to leave a rating and review. The sponsors for this episode of Mama Said are U-Cubes. Go to luckyvitamin.com slash U-Cubes and get $5 off your first order of $20 or more when you use our code MAMASAID. Raycon. Go to buyraycon.com slash mama to get 15% off your first order. Gold Peak Real Brewed Tea. You can find your favorite Gold Peak flavor at a retailer near you. Canna Complete. Go to mycompletecbd3.com right now to see why you should never take CBD until you do this one thing. That's mycompletecbd3.com. Unspoken Stories. Subscribe to Unspoken Stories for free wherever you get your podcasts and learn more by visiting unspokenstories.org.